The Wichita Regional Chamber of Commerce's small business initiatives are made possible by our small business program investors, Blue Cross Blue Shield of Kansas, Cox Business, AGH CPAs and Advisors, United Healthcare, and Interest Bank. and drums, you know it's time for the Wichita Chamber Business Accelerator, powered by Evergy. Join us as we explore the world of business, leadership, and entrepreneurship in Wichita. Learn from local business leaders and owners on how they have built and grown their companies and the challenges and opportunities they met along the way. Coming to you from the Evergy Room at the Wichita Regional Chamber of Commerce. Here are your hosts, Don Sherman and Ebony Clemens Ajibalande. Welcome to another exciting edition of the WCBA Powered, of course, by Evergy. If you have a small business story to tell, make sure you reach out to communications at wichitachamber.org. Thank you for listening. Don't forget to like us, love us, share us. We truly appreciate it. Today, we are excited. He's on double duty, by the way, but we're going <laughs> to have a chat with Mr. Ben Hutton. E. What's up, Ben? Good morning. Excited to be here. I am so happy to have you here with us today. Tell us who you are and uh, what company you're with. Oh, fantastic, Ebony. I I am probably even more excited than you are, so thanks for having me on. (laughs) Uh, My name is Ben Hutton, uh, and this year I am honored to be the chair of the chamber, and Mm -hmm. that has turned into about my full-time job, I believe. Mm Mm-mm. Uh, but other than that, I also am CEO over at Hutton. Uh, we are a commercial and industrial architecture and building business based right here in Wichita. Work all throughout the Midwest, though. I love it. Right here in Wichita. And you've been with the company for how long? Uh, well, you want the official answer? Uh, well, I, I read I, uh, something about uh, Ben has been swinging a hammer as soon as he could lift it. Yeah, so, well, I, mean, yeah. Like, so I, I grew up, uh, you know, my dad has been uh, or was in the industry for a long time. So I grew up in the in the construction industry. Uh, but dad started our business in 92. Uh, I was 11. And that next summer uh, when I was 12 is when I got to go to work. Mm. Right. And so since that time, I've been in and around uh, our workshop or job sites, uh, learning all the different p- parts and pieces of our trade. So, yeah, been around awesome. in a long time. And, but it's, you said started out in construction, but now you guys do what you Yeah, you know, we, uh, we like to serve our clients in uh, whatever ways that they need. And so that over the years, that's branched out to where now we also provide facility services, so maintenance. Uh, and also design on the front side of that. And so wherever a client has needs uh, related to their building, mm-hmm. we are here to help. I love that. And did that take place under your leadership or under your father's? Did you guys begin diversifying? Yeah, so most of that has really taken place over the last two or three years. Um, and so I'd, I'd say it's, uh, I, I can't claim um, total authorship of that. We have a lot of really talented people on our team and uh, together, they help me guide our business uh, into the future. And we're always looking at what's coming next. And so mm-hmm. a few years ago, that was what was next. That's awesome. And before we go into uh, the chamber business, just want to ask you a few more questions about Hutton. Yeah. And and I've been really inspired 
watching you um, as a leader in this community. And I mean, you went to one of the best universities in the world, obviously, Kansas State. Um, so, <laughs> you know, that's part of yeah. it, I'm sure. But tell us growing up, what may have affected, what are some of the things that affected your leadership? Sure. So um, I'd say a, a few things. The first thing I'd mention, of course, is uh, growing up, uh, sharing the dinner table with my dad. Right. And so I got to learn a lot from him through the years uh, by hearing the stories he would tell in the evenings or later getting to go to the office with him. And through the years, uh, he has been a fantastic mentor and friend to me. Uh, and so uh, while he doesn't work uh, full time in our in our business anymore, I'd still say he is uh, my, my first call whenever I break something. Right. <laughs> so he's been a fantastic mentor. I've also, uh, I think my my leadership style has been impacted a lot by my faith. And so that uh, forms uh, the foundation for my life and really, uh, I think, uh, shows up in everything that I do, right? Mm-hmm. And how I think about the world and how I think about uh, how I should treat uh, our clients or our team members that I get to work with every day. And so that'd be the second thing. Uh, and then the third thing is I, I would say... Um, you know, I uh, have had the opportunity to learn from a lot of people, uh, some in person, some through books, which we'll talk about here in a minute, and others through uh, different educational opportunities that I've searched out and taken advantage of. But, you know, from my perspective, uh, part of leadership is learning. Uh, and the day I stop learning is the day I should stop being a leader. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. always looking for uh, things that challenge my viewpoint or help me become better at areas that I'm not great at. You are well-connected and you give back, right? You are a leader who is out in the community putting in work. Um, could you talk to us a little bit about why you think it's important to give back to community, especially being in a position that you are in and also allowing your employees and team members to give back? I think that's um, part of being part of a community is making sure you show up and are really part of a community. And um, and so I, I think it's part of my responsibility to step into areas of conversation or need in, inside the city or inside the organizations that serve the city and help push them all forward. Um, you know, I, I'd also say just very, uh, very selfishly, if, if Wichita is not a growing community, then ultimately that's bad for my business and every other business in our community. And so, I mean, even if it's only self-interest that motivates you uh, as a business leader, you should still be involved in making sure your community moves forward because ultimately that's what's going to drive the long-term success of any organization is uh, growth in our city, population growth, talent, Uh uh, future talented people deciding Wichita is where they want to uh, make their career, grow their own families. And so... Um, well, that's not really the reason I'm involved. It's it's a great benefit. Yeah, agreed. Hashtag truth. He was preaching <laughs> there for a minute. <laughs> I had the opportunity to meet your dad before I met you. Yeah. I mean, and I affectionately call Ben Gentle Ben because <laughs> he's, he's a great leader, but he doesn't have to be the loudest one in the room to mm-hmm. lead. Mm-hmm. He just does his thing. I truly appreciate that. Let's talk. Let's pivot a little bit and talk about this chamber, Wichita Chamber of Commerce. What made you put yourself into the pipeline to eventually be the 
president of the chamber. Why did you do that? Uh, great question, Don. Uh, sometimes I ask myself that in the morning. <laughs> you know. uh, no, uh, you know, the chamber is a really special organization in our community. It is an organization that gives a voice to all of our 14, 1,500 members. And so that's important. It's also an organization that can inspire our community and really educate our community about what good business can do uh, for all of us. And uh, that's something I'm passionate about is the role of business in society and the good that it can do. Um, and so it, really the combination of, of those two things coupled with the fact that, you know, I think these are pivotal years in our community's future. Uh, we have a lot of big decisions happening in our city, um, and I want to make sure the chamber has a voice in all of those. And so a few years ago, uh, when the opportunity came and I was asked if I would be interested, I said yes immediately, uh, because I think it's uh, just such a unique opportunity, and it's been a, it's been a blast. Excellent. I'd be interested in how you define leadership. Yeah, I think uh, I'll steal a little bit uh, from another good podcast friend, Richard Ryerson, uh, who has a podcast called The Dose of Leadership. You know, he talks about leadership in terms of love, uh, and I I really appreciate his approach there. You know, I, th I think leadership is caring for people. Uh, leadership is casting a big vision and making sure that we're all moving towards a better future together. Um and so at the root of all of that, I think, is care and love. Excellent. I don't think it's it. about uh, control. Nice. Right? I mean, I think yeah. um, that's, uh, you said I'm, I'm quiet. Uh, sometimes I'm quiet. Sometimes I'm not. I have definite ideas. But, you know, written on the wall uh, at our old office, we moved recently, which, which you know, but uh, my old office, it said, uh, it's not my job to make the decisions. It's my job to make sure the best decisions get made. Uh, and I think, uh, you know, my job as a leader is to find and empower other people that are way better at their jobs or skills than I'll ever be. Uh, you know, I, I try and measure my success by, I should, by how bored I am, right? Because mm. <laughs> if, if I'm doing my job, then everybody else is being successful uh, and I'm not needed. Mm -hmm. Excellent. I think I've said that a few times myself. I, that's why we get along because we, we kind of align. You're, I won't say I, I, you're a younger version of me because I think you're way better than that. But uh, I, I just see how, you know, like I said, you don't have to, I didn't say you was quiet. You just don't have to be the loudest <laughs> one in the room yeah. to make your point. And I try to, I try to do the same way, except when I'm working with Ebony, then yeah. she doesn't <laughs> listen well. So, mm. yeah. wow. <laughs> um, what was one problem or issue that you had to overcome that taught you your biggest lesson? Oh man, that's a, that's a deep question, Don. Uh, so we're, we're gonna, we're gonna back up, uh, the story to about 2014. Um, you know, I, I grew up in our business, but I went away for a few years to work for a different company after I was at the greatest university, oh, Kansas okay. State. Mm -hmm. uh, and I came back full-time in 2006 and began kind of working my way up through the business. Uh, but all, all through 
that year and, and really the years to follow it and years before, I had in mind a certain set of goals uh, that I was chasing, right? So I was, I was a sophomore in high school, actually, when I decided mm. that I wanted to join the family business. And from that point, I had these goals. And so I had my uh, kind of road map out in front of me, uh, and I had milestones along the way that I was trying to achieve. And in 2010, I took over leadership of the business from my dad and still had this set of goals. And uh, in 2012, uh, I checked the last one off the list, uh, and I had achieved every single one of them. Wow. Uh, And it was maybe the most hollow, empty day of my life. Uh, because they were the wrong goals. Mm. Uh, you know, I was chasing the goals that everybody in society thinks a uh, young business leader should chase in terms of uh, growth in revenue and profit and how many team members we had, uh, the, you know, having our name on the coolest projects in town, mm-hmm. uh, buying a big house, having a fast car, all, all the things that uh, we as a society value. Um, but it turns out those, those provided me with no internal value. And so when I uh, realized that I had been spending my life and making choices about priorities in life based on these goals that ultimately didn't have as much meaning as I hoped, it was a pretty empty time. And so, I mean, from, from that, you know, I, I've learned a lot about myself in terms of what, what it is that I should be chasing in life and valuing and how I should structure uh, my life and business around that. So that, that, that was a tough lesson, though. I mean, ha- having the right goals uh, is probably the uh, advice I give most often to uh, young entrepreneurs or business leaders uh, when, whenever I get the chance because it's, it's important. Wow. For you willing to share that as leadership. I mean, mm-hmm. I truly appreciate that. One more question. I got to ask this question before I turn it back to you is, your beautiful campus or whatever you want to call it in Delano. Can you just share some nuggets about what went into that? Why did you choose Delano? Tell us about the building for folks who haven't been in it. Yeah, I, I guess for uh, first for the folks that haven't had the chance to have a tour, I'd love to give you one. So uh, give us a call. We've been given lots of tours still of our new headquarters building there. Um, you know, for us, that's that journey started a few years ago we were out of space on Southwest Street, where our old offices mm-hmm. were, uh, and just needed needed to move. I mean, we couldn't expand anything there. And so we said, okay, goal number one, we need more space. Uh, but I had a few other goals for that project beyond that. Uh, the second goal was that I really wanted it to be a showcase for the skills and talents of our design and construction nice. team members. I mean, uh, it's not too often we have a project where we really get to turn them loose and say, go for it uh, because we're working for other people who are decision makers. Right. We were the decision maker. And so we got to, we got to turn them loose. Wow. And we said, let's make it a showcase. Uh, if we're going to, we're, we're going to sell these services, we better be fantastic at them. And so we, we turned them loose. Uh, and then the third goal was as much as a building could, I wanted our office uh, to represent who we are as a company and help us compete for the really talented people that work in our industry. And so that's why we're in Delano, uh, because we think it's an up-and-coming part of our city. Uh, and it's why when you walk around inside, there's all sorts of very visible and some hidden uh, kind of uh, 
uh, clues to the culture of the company that we have and who we're trying to be. Wow, and so excellent. It's, it's, uh, it's been a lot of fun to work there. It was a lot of fun to create, uh, and I hope I don't have to do it again because yeah. it was also a lot of work. <laughs> it's a beautiful, do you call it an office or a campus? What do you call it? <laughs> Uh, just, I, I call it the office, the, the headquarters. Office, okay. That's the our headquarters. world, our world headquarters. There became the joke. That's uh, <laughs> one our one of our the first articles about it. I said that as a joke, and it, it's caught on. So world nice. headquarters, world head HQ. I love yeah. it, and yeah. the the building is pretty dope, and I love visiting and spending time there. So thank you for allowing me to. Of course, to visit. Yeah, yeah, come on over anytime. <laughs> so, Ben, we've been talking about your leadership, and you know, 2020 was a challenging time for all of us, right? And you uh, really have done a, I think, a, a tremendous job, you and the leadership there, of uh, bringing the chamber through um, the pandemic. So you spoke a little bit earlier about the organization and the the, the chamber being a place where they can community can see the good that business does in the community. Could you, as the board chair, kind of tell us, because this podcast, it goes out not only to people who are in business, but also to college students and things like that. Can you explain to us what the chamber is and the value that it brings? Sure. Uh, So I'd say the chamber is an organizing point for businesses in our community. uh, And different businesses need different things from the chamber. Mm-hmm. So we have some businesses that rely on the chamber for um, networking events, opportunities to meet clients or educate clients about what they do. Uh, they also uh, rely on the chamber for, uh, you know, like very transactional things. Like we actually help provide insurance, like mm-hmm. health insurance for smaller businesses that mm-hmm. they really don't have another place to go and get that. So mm-hmm. that's one side of things. We have other businesses that rely on the chamber to represent them uh, with different levels of government, right? So government advocacy is actually a large part of what the chamber does and something that the Wichita Chamber is especially good at. And so that's been fun, uh, especially through uh, the COVID times, making sure that the interests of business are represented well and balanced with the overall health of our community. And so uh, we have a number of businesses uh, that are involved there. You know, the the other big area that the chamber works in, I think, is just inspiring our community about business or telling the stories of businesses. And so if you look at our annual meeting or you look at honors night, that's what those nights are about. It's about celebrating business and the good that uh, we're doing. And so uh, honors night is actually one of my favorite events of the whole year, uh, not just chamber events like events of the whole year mm-hmm. in general, uh, because we get to hear so many cool stories about what these small or medium-sized businesses are doing. And it's just so inspirational to me. I love Honors Night. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But something that's coming up around the corner is what? Yeah, yeah. the annual meeting that's coming right. up in November. Super exciting. So, so November 16th? November 16th, uh, we're going to be at Interest Bank Arena, uh, and we've got a super special speaker coming this mm-hmm. year, Patrick Lencioni, uh, one of my favorite authors, uh, and I, uh, I can't tell you how excited I am to have him here in Wichita uh, to really talk about some of his most recent work, um, and so that, that'll be a really special night, I think. So I'm curious, why him? Why, why are you bringing Pat? Yeah, so... Um, First, uh, he is a fantastic speaker. I mean, so for those that have only read his book, I think they're going to be really 
engaged in his talk. I mean, he just has a way about him that uh, he's just a fantastic communicator. So excited for that. Um, but, you know, my my engagement with uh, Patrick and Lencioni goes back a number of years with some of his books. And so uh, The Five Dysfunctions of a Team uh, is probably a book that m- most of us have read in the business world and probably his most famous work. But, you know, I, I still refer back to that uh, when we're having conflict in our office or teams just aren't quite clicking. You know, mm-hmm. oftentimes we'll use that as a blueprint to diagnose and fix those issues. Um, he's had other books through the years that have impacted me. Death by Meeting, uh, certainly <laughs> exciting. We all love I meetings. Think we know about that. Uh, <laughs> but, but in that, you know, we, he really talks about how important meetings are. I mean, it's how we communicate with each other. It's how we build consensus on our teams and how we move our companies or organizations forward. And so uh, if we're going to have them, we should have good ones. And so that was good. Uh, and then my favorite book of his is actually called Getting Naked. Uh, the title just grabs you from the from the that it does. Uh, but I love it because it's about uh, corporate culture as well as uh, attitudes and how we serve clients. Uh, we use this book extensively inside of our company uh, to talk about who we want to be as people and who we want to be as a company and how we want to show up for our clients. And so um, re- really, uh, I, I can't recommend that one enough. Do you all uh, in your company have like book club? You read these books yeah, together? Yeah, and- we, we do actually. So we, we've had, uh, we've done book clubs on that one and uh, Multipliers are mm-hmm. more recent book mm-hmm. that we've been talking about in the chamber a couple of years ago. And so, yeah, we, we do those. It's not like regular, but once or twice a year, we'll say we're going to read this together and talk about it. I love that. Well, friends, we're here with Ben Hutton, but now it's time to hear from our sponsors. So we'll be back to hear more about Hutton Construction and the annual meeting coming up for the chamber. Severe weather. Whether it's hail, wind, rain, or snow, storms can cause damages, inconveniences, and sometimes even power outages. At Evergy, we're committed to providing safe, reliable energy. And in the event of an outage, Our linemen work tirelessly to restore your power as quickly and as safely as possible. And with tools like our outage map and real-time updates, we're with you every step of the way. Visit Evergy.com slash stay safe to learn more. The Wichita Regional Chamber of Commerce. Success for our members, leadership for our community, and prosperity for our region. We need your input to continue to improve the business environment in Kansas and to ensure the success of our members. See wichitachamber.org for more information. To provide us input about this podcast series, send an email to communications at wichitachamber.org with your questions, comments, and suggestions for the business leaders we should feature and important topics we should address. Welcome back, friends. We have Ben Hutton in the house. He is doing a fantastic job of telling us about his company, his relationship with the chamber, and how he's been leading the chamber um, throughout his time. So, Ben, talk to us now. We're we're talking about the annual event, and we're bringing um, one of your favorite authors and one of your favorite people. Can you talk to us about why the community should attend the annual meeting? Yeah, uh, fantastic. The annual meeting is an important event for all of our members and really the community to to attend because it's one more chance for you to get an update on everything that the chamber is doing for you. So we'll be sharing kind of a recap of some of the things we've done this last year. Uh, 
also exciting this year will be uh, maybe some of our members' first chance to meet our new chamber leader, our new mm -hmm. CEO. And so uh, we're getting very close to announcing that decision. And so that'll be uh, an exciting time. Uh, and then it's a time to be inspired, right? And so that, that's why we do bring in uh, a speaker every year at this event. And so, uh, you know, this one in particular, I'm excited about. Uh, Patrick um, is going to be challenging our community around making sure we're all working inside of our strengths. And so um, he's been doing a lot of, of work in that area and has a new book coming out um, related to that. I don't think it'll quite be out by the time we have our event, but that's what he's going to be talking about that evening. Very nice. And what is some of the best advice that you've implemented from Patrick's work? Yeah, so in, uh, in the book Getting Naked, he really talks about three fears uh, that we have as leaders um, and he breaks those down into you know, ways to handle those. And one of those is uh, one of those ways of handling some of our fears is what he calls entering the danger, right? And so mm. oftentimes we are in a business meeting or we're having a tough conversation with somebody we care about and there are uh, topics uh, that we want to tiptoe around uh, because we're afraid of the answers that we might find there or we're not quite sure how to handle that. And as people, we do not like uncertainty, right? Yeah. So we'll do a lot to try and avoid it. Uh, but his uh, one of his tips is to enter the danger, right? So when you sense that, don't tiptoe, don't tiptoe around it, head, head right into it. And so uh, that, that's probably been uh, one of my biggest takeaways from that book because it's so easy to remember and I need simple, easy things to remember because I have a hard time with big words and things <laughs> like that. But, um, you know, in, in those tense times, uh, th that's been an important tool in my tool chest and how to deal with those conflicts or potential conflicts and just kind of go right in. Now you have to do that well. You have to do it with love and care and not be abrasive, but uh, being willing to dive into tough conversations and, and work through things fully is an important skill set that I learned from Patrick. I like that. Enter the danger. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, you know, another one of them is uh, make dumb suggestions, and <laughs> I'm really good at that. And so <laughs> uh, that one just, like, came natural to me, uh, naturally to me. So it's, uh, you know. I like that one, too. Make <laughs> <Dumb> suggestions. <laughs> so when you make those, I'm just curious. When you make a dumb suggestion, right, uh, how does the team take that? Are they just used to it by now? Or? Oh, yeah, they're pretty used to my dumb ideas. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that turn out to be brilliant. Yeah, so I, I usually have to say things a few times before people are like, oh, you're serious about that, right? <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah. yeah, yeah, we're doing it. Uh, it's happening. <laughs> nice. Done. Excellent. So the annual meeting ticks are currently available by visiting um, www.witch.chamber.org backslash annual meeting. Also contact Chelsea Dyer at the chamber with any questions. Anything else we need to cover on that annual meeting? No, I mean, I think it's really uh, going to be worth your time to attend. So whether, whether you come, uh, I, I know we'll have tickets available for the dinner and the whole program or, or maybe just the speaker. However you can be there, uh, you're, you're going to want to be there. I think Patrick's going to have a fantastic message uh, for the community, uh, one thing I love about his work, it's, his, it's simple to understand. 
and it's immediately applicable. And so I guarantee you'll walk away uh, with value from that evening. And so I would highly recommend you come and, and bring your team from work. Excellent. Or may, maybe even your family. Excellent. I'm very excited about uh, hearing him speak. I've read his books. I love his books because it's, like you said, it's down to earth, not a bunch of big words. But one of his first books that I read, I, I use this every chance I get. He And it wasn't even his quote. He quoted somebody else. But it's, he said, if it can't be measured, it can't be improved. I mean, that's just so darn simple. <laughs> I mean, but I, I try to use that every uh, every chance I get when it's applicable uh, to, so I'm very interested in how he speaks because I've never heard it. Well, no, I've heard audiobook. Yeah. But um, I'm, I'm looking forward to that. So let's transition into your leadership journey. I mean, you're you're rocking and rolling, Ben. You're, you're gentle Ben. <laughs> so... How would you describe this moment in time in your leadership journey? Oh, that's a that's a hard question, Don. I mean, I I, um, I guess I would say my leadership journey uh, has been in a constant state of change and renewal uh, because I think that's uh, what leaders are called to. Uh, I think if I were to say. Um, you know, as a leader, here's uh, how I do things, here's what I believe, and here's the result of that. And talk about those in static terms, uh, then I would be failing as a leader because I think uh, the world around us is changing and uh, opportunities are changing and our team members are changing. Uh, and so as a leader, I have to constantly be changing. And, um, you know, we, t we talk about entering the danger, um, you know, that brings to mind an image of, you know, the smoke jumper and the firefighters that are out in mm. the western part of our country fighting right. these fires. And I think for me, uh, that's also, that's a good picture of leadership, right? And so uh, as I look across our organization, as I look across the uh, community, as a leader, I look at where's the smoke starting to show up and what skill set or tools do I have to go put that fire out or bring other resources to it to help put it out. And so um, I, I, I uh, now your question, where, where I'm at on the leadership journey, I'm just, I'm just watching for opportunities. Excellent. Well, you're a very, very effective leader. And I want to pivot just a little bit. It's not a big pivot, but I want to talk about entrepreneurship to get your take because you guys have been in business, I believe, since 92. You took you took over in 2010. When it comes to entrepreneurship, you know, back in the day we had, you know, Renna Center started here, Pizza Hut started here, all White Castle started, I mean, all Coleman started here, all this. You guys been around a while. Do you feel for a minute or for a decade or for a generation that we lost our entrepreneurial way for a minute and we're coming back or do you, what's your thoughts on that? Uh, yes, definitely. Okay. Yeah. I, I think the fact that uh, the stories we tell today are the same stories we told 15 years ago is a problem for our mm -hmm. community. Um, expound on so, that. So, please. I mean, when, uh, when we say, oh, we're, we're, I'm from Wichita, it's an entrepreneurial community. 
Pizza Hut started here. Coleman started here. F- fantastic. The, 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 those are things we should be proud of. Uh, but those were decades ago. Exactly. Uh, and uh, we need to uh, be telling stories that are uh, being created today or were created, you know, last year. And they're out there, uh, but they're not as well known. And we haven't supported them in the same ways that our community supported the Pizza Huts and the Coleman's, you know, 30 or 40 years ago. Gotcha. So I, I definitely think it's a problem. Uh, I do think that uh, we are. Uh, on the path out of that issue. I mean, it feels like uh, there is a lot of momentum in our uh, startup community. It feels like we have a number of businesses that are on the verge of entrepreneurial breakouts, uh, which is exciting for our city. Uh, And I think we're seeing um, a new wave of innovation in some of our larger businesses, which which is just as important as the new startup stories, right? right? And so... Uh, I'm excited by a lot of things I see, um, but I hope that they continue so that you know, when somebody asks us that question two or three years from now, mm-hmm. we have a different story to tell. I agree. Do you think that there's anything in particular that comes to mind that, um, that's missing from our ecosystem to help build those entrepreneurs and have those stories um, here in the next couple of years? Um, you, you know, I, I think if you were, uh, you, you could probably identify a number of things that we're missing, right? And so as a community, we're not great at funding startups. Uh, as a community, we're also not great at kind of later stage startup funding or venture capital. And so you've got different groups working on those. Mm-hmm. As a community, I think we're fairly fragmented still in terms of uh, communicating around where the resources are for all of these growing businesses, right? And so there's some things that the chamber can provide to that community and other things that different organizations provide. Uh, And I don't think we've done a fantastic job of making sure that, you know, if Don has a startup, Don knows where to go to get what. Mm -hmm. And so uh, I know there's groups also working on that though, right? And so I I think that we know what our issues are and there's uh, plenty of opportunities for improvement, uh, but we are on the right path. Is there any way to expedite that or will expediting it make it not work as far as everything you mentioned? (laughs) Uh, I think it takes time and money, right? And so the more that we can uh, fund those new opportunities or uh, fund people's time to work on the problems, the faster it goes. But Mm -hmm. um, I think we just need money from the Don Sherman oh, Foundation. You know what? Yeah, no, I mean, I've <laughs> heard. Said, yeah. I need a startup. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> well, maybe that's it, Don. Wow. That's Don't jump on that K-State bandwagon. <laughs> oh, my God. I'm a Baker guy. Oh, I mean, I'm sorry. <laughs> well, I think it's time for some fun action from you, Don Sherman. All right. Uh-oh. It's, uh, this is the fun part, Ben. Um Word association. I give you one word, you give me one back. It's not wrong because it's your word. You ready? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm thrilled. Oh, leader. We've been talking about it. Should be easy. Servant. Oh, that's my man. I told you we get along. Uh, I won't ask college. We, we said that enough. Beverage. <laughs> Pepsi. Oh, wow. Take nothing. the Pepsi challenge. Okay. Entrepreneur. Creator. Oh, I want to hear this one. Failure. Often. Wow. Mm-hmm. Wichita. Potential. 
Chamber. Service. Family. First. Vacation. Sign me up. <laughs> Hero. Uh, not me. <laughs> not me. That's pretty good. Last but not least, fun. Creative. Thank you, sir. Truly appreciate you being on the show today. Well, you've heard it. You heard the story from Ben Hutton. The man. And yes. We are so thankful for you carving out a few minutes of your time to have a conversation with us. Thank you, Ben. Thanks for letting me come on your show. It's fantastic. Absolutely. Well, friends, it's that time. We are ending the show today. Make certain that you like the show. Make sure that you share it with your friends. And make certain that you leave a few comments to let us know who you'd like to hear from next. Until next time. Also want to remind you that uh, the annual meeting, if you want more information, www.wichitachamber.org backslash annual meeting. Peace. The Wichita Chamber Business Accelerator is brought to you by the Wichita Regional Chamber of Commerce and is powered by Evergy. Visit wichitachamber.org for a list of the area leaders we've interviewed for this series. This show is part of the ICT Podcast Network. For more information, visit ictpod.net. The Wichita Regional Chamber of Commerce's small business initiatives are made possible by our small business program investors, Blue Cross Blue Shield of Kansas, Cox Business, AGH CPAs and Advisors, United Healthcare, and Interest Bank. Thank you for your support of small businesses. If you are interested in learning more about small business investment, contact Angie Elliott at A-E-L-L-I-O-T-T -T at wichitachamber.org.